Hello there, darlings. Welcome to the Clockwork Cabaret. This week the ladies prepare for the winter holiday by hanging lights and festive decor. Percy and I will also start our preparations, mostly with liquor. And now, on with the show. <laughs> southern hemisphere and also the southeast or the southwest of the united states oh, possibly there. central and south america yes uh, or, or or australia or hawaii or any other place that has a tropic or subtropic climate just made that Pretty song inclusive here just made that song really long <laughs> you know so it's part of it's, it's from my new Christmas album, Overlong Songs. <laughs> uh, holiday tales. And with that, I am Emmett Davenport. And I am Lady Addercup. And if you're not clear on what's going on, it's the winter holiday season. Hooray! And we are actually recording this on the winter solstice. We are the day of the year. It is, and it's and uh I have had a little bit too much uh, apple cider spiked, and uh, so... Oh, how very festive of you. Yeah, I was feeling very festive. I'm uh, drinking a Crown and Coke. All right, well... (laughs) You know, for the holidays. I'm actually... (laughs) That's very holiday. I know. Oh, and it makes my family sound so good. I was missing my dad today. Oh, so you're drinking Crown... And we were at the liquor store, so I bought a bottle of Crown Royale. I know it's not Royale, but no, but it but it should be. Yes, because um, if there is one thing I associate with the holidays, it is disaster. <laughs> it's a cat knocking down something. Uh, yeah, she was knocking down a a bag full of heads. Oh, there you go. as festive Um, as possible for festival and yeah no my my grandfather and my dad both drank (laughs) drank crown royal far too much and so it 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 is a kind of gut no i get it reaction no i get it if you're if you're having a like i i associate a drambuie with my stepfather, who is as close to a father as I will possibly have. Uh, so anytime yeah. I, I mean, I won't drink it because it's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> but I do weirdly like the smell of it. So any excuse to smell a bottle of Drambuie, I am right there. You want to go into the liquor. Can I just, can I just break the seal so I can, can sniff this? Can the, next per- can the next person who buys a bottle of Drambuie, can you call me and let me know? Because I just want to go and smell the bottle. That's all. Yeah, in those little airplane bottle sizes. Yeah. So I can just crack that open and sniff smell it. Smell it. I just want to smell it. And it's a very reminiscent, like, I recognize the smell. As soon as it's open, I re- go, oh, yep, that's mm-hmm. the smell. Yep, that's yeah. it. Yeah, my my. That's me in that alcoholic burn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pop, who I called him Pop, my stepfather. Uh, Pop uh, would uh, get a bottle of Drambuie at Christmas time, every any every year that he was actually living with us. So, which was only like three or four times, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was more than that. But it, I don't know. The really our family relationship was very weird. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go into the Davenport. <laughs> Last week was therapy session. Yes, we're not Christmas. doing. We're trying to be Christmassy, but he would get a bottle of Drambuie, and 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 so I associate that smell, that orangey, weird Drambuie <laughs> smell. Orange alcohol burn. It, yeah, like yeah, because it's not good. Like I'm drinking this, like. And you're like, it's why am fine. I drinking this? Yeah, no, it's it's no, fine. You just, I wanted it, and it's what I wanted. You just wanted it, the it's kind of like when you want a Big Mac. Yeah, it's not good. No, no, you just That's get Crown Royal so that you can get the purple bag so that you can put your dice in it. That's all. They don't sell it in the bag anymore. What? What's the point then? I, you know, I don't know. They don't sell it in the bag anymore. They should market it that way. They should. They should. That's a market there. Like uh, maybe, maybe it's 2020, maybe it's too expensive to make those little cheap purple bags, but they don't sell, they don't sell it in the bag I'm anymore. just so that just saddens me cuz otherwise what's the point? It was twice as sad. Like you, you're going to get crappy booze. At least you got a purple bag. <laughs> you get a, a velveteen, well not even velveteen. At least you get velour. I'm certain flammable material is it, bag. I, I feel like it was velour. Velour. I don't even think it's velour. I don't think it has enough plush to be velour. Velveteen. It's not velveteen. I don't know what that. I don't, I don't know. know. I, all I know something is something highly flammable. All I know is that 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 is the thing that every single nerd friend that I had that I have had that played D and D always had a crown <laughs> royale bag with their dice in it. Every... Also, yes, we know it's not actually Crown Royale, but you have to admit it makes it, it, it makes... suits the liquor. Yes, it sounds way classier. Well, it's like, it's trying to be classy and it's not. Oh, it's so terrible. But... Yeah. No, but... <laughs> no I, 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 I was missing my dad and my grandpa, so I was like, we'll give him a little bottle of Crown Royale. I, I did... I did spend the extra buck fifty and got got the black label. Oh, so. oh! I don't mean to brag. Well, there you go. The uh, extra dollar fifty. It's the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably make eggnog with it, maybe. I see. The problem with me and eggnog is it's disgusting. I want exactly one and a half glasses. Well, of yeah, eggnog. eggnog is gross. I know I like I enjoy the first glass and then that's it and then the second glass is very like Ugh. yeah no it's well, a one is really thick in my mouth yeah no it's a well, yeah no eggnog is a one glass yeah. I feel like is a one glass drink well no it's I, I want more than one because I have the first glass and it's good Right. And then, like two days later, I think back to that first glass, and I'm like, "That was good." And I and I get a second glass, and I have a cup. The first sip, and I'm like, mm, "Yes, this was a good idea." And then the second sip, I'm like, mm, "I'm not suddenly so sold on this idea." And by the third sip, I'm like, "Well, hey, so thick in my mouth, what well, you know?" So, <laughs> yeah. See, I just avoid the egg. <clears throat> the eggnog conundrum, 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 conundrum. That's a word. Really oh, look, class, look! I did a word wrong, and you corrected me. It's it's oh weird. <gasps> oh, is that your gift to me? It is for twenty twenty. Merry Christmas. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't you. say a word. Thank you. I'm, I'm not Christian, but thank you. Yeah, no, I blame the malt cider. <laughs> I do celebrate Christmas though because Catholic adjacent. Uh, <laughs> yes, but but, but so yeah, like every I, Catholic, like every Catholic adjacent person, I don't believe in God. Yeah, no, I uh, no, it's just one of those things of like eggnog. No, I just avoid eggnog completely and and do something else. Mold wine in like a two serving size. Yeah, because then I get the first serving that I want, and then I get the second serving that's just a little bit too much, and I throw it out. But then it's gone. Well, yeah, it needs to be like a pint. There no, the pint is too much. Because <laughs> I'm not drinking a full like eight eight ounce glass. I'm like drinking like a full. Oh, oh so it needs to be a special. Ounces. It needs to be a special thing, a special oh, size. Yeah, <laughs> I just need a. You just want a. You just want one glass. A glass and a half. Yeah. 
All right. Eight, I guess eight ounces. Eight ounces. Eight because, ounces would be fine. I have my little six ounce glass, and then I yeah. could have little two ounces, and then yeah. be like, no, this is a mistake. Yeah. You just want eight ounces. I want eight ounces. Eight ounces of eggnog. Eight ounces of eggnog. Yeah. <laughs> the perfect serving. Yeah, I don't. But I don't make it myself because, as you and I know. Any alcoholic drink that you try to make with eggs is disgusting. Oh God, it's so gross. Always, forever. It's really good that first sip. Yeah. And then, unless you down it, it's yes. as it no, it separates. There, the eggs separate. I can't do eggnog because uh, it reminds me too much of the breakfast shake thing or breakfast smoothie thing i don't even know what it was called it was a thing that my grandmother used to give us in the morning wait 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 what yeah no so in the mornings when i was staying with my grandmother she would give me this like egg drink thing for breakfast because she knew i didn't want to eat actually eat breakfast because i don't like because it's like oh no breakfast is too much Uh, listeners you can't see my face but i am horrified right now well so it was milk and egg and like vanilla and some sugar and some like and then she put like some cinnamon and nutmeg in it and she would blend it the horror continues and then she would pour it into a glass and then that would and she would would just give this to you yes oh emmet yeah no that was a thing and and that oh. is why I can't do eggnog. That's also why I can't do milk or eggs, probably. Yeah, <laughs> like, I can't. Probably, it probably explains a lot of my uh, avoidance of weird, like... Oh my god, that's horrible. It's like Rocky, but if Rocky was like, okay, I'll wait for young, let's like uh, spice it up a little. Well, no, and it was weird, because it was like, because all every time she would make it and and give it to me it was always like are you just making like french toast batter like what are we are we gonna was put she hung over french... at the time no she didn't <laughs> well, i she mean just giving you the leftovers i mean she her, did like... drink i mean she did drink wine in the basement but i don't think she was hung over i mean she yeah, was a terrible it was cook her but... hangover cure and she's just throwing some sugar and cinnamon and like no here kid it's a shake oh she gave it to me it was the it was the breakfast she called it like a breakfast shake or something i don't know it was a fair it was probably some weird 1920s 1930s thing because everything she made had some weird 1920s 30s thing look my grandmother was also from the weird 1920s 30s and she never gave me raw eggs for breakfast she gave me cake my, well, my grandmother she also... Was, she would give me a slice of cream cake and tell me it's all the same ingredients as in a breakfast and let me eat cake for breakfast. Uh, my grandmother would let me eat onion sandwiches. I, did your grandma like you? No, probably not. I strongly <laughs> suspect... <laughs> I strongly suspect she didn't. <laughs> or, or... Also, also we used to bond over eating... Uh, Franco-American spaghetti out of the can, cold, and uh, and then watching old movies. That was how we bonded. I mean, I also watched old movies with my grandmother, but she would serve me like food. Yeah, no, she no. <laughs> she wouldn't serve me bunker rations. No, my grandmother didn't know how to cook. <laughs> like, okay, all right, fair I, enough. I pretty much assume that she didn't know how to cook. She she could do breakfast. Well, apparently she could not. Well, because she just threw the ingredients of a breakfast in a blender. Well, I mean, she would make yeah. she would make poached eggs, and and bacon for my grandfather. Okay, so he got cooked breakfast. He got real breakfast. I and everyone else got blended raw bullshit. Well, that's because I didn't want that real breakfast. Because I mean, poached eggs and bacon are delicious. Yeah, but it seemed weird to me. I didn't want that. Like, I mean, I can understand as a kid not wanting to eat a poached egg. It just looks weird. to be better than the raw egg smoothie. I don't know. It had sugar in it. It was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Did it turn into meringue? Like, 
No, it just split. It just... At least when you're making, well, no, you take the yolks out. No, no, it just whip. It just made it a little thicker, and then you drink it, kind of like no. eggnog. It was like no. eggnog. You were just drinking nog during the during non Christmas time. No, but see, the thing about nog is that you put alcohol in it to kill the salmonella that is well, potentially in those eggs. I feel like uh, if she had started doing that, maybe I would have liked her more. <laughs> Or you would have been an alcoholic at a very or, young age. Or I would have been drunk all the time. <laughs> well, you know, some grandparents, that is how they dealt with their children. Here. Uh, Mr. Ducky tells a story about his, his grandmother berating his mom because when the kids were teething, she wouldn't just, like, you know, dip a finger in some whiskey and rub it on the kids' gums. Oh, you that know. works. I mean, it works. <laughs> It is a very Irish, like, my grandmother tells stories about her mom doing that, like, yeah. or did. Uh, she passed this year, but my grandmother would tell stories about that's how her mother would deal with teething children, was dip a finger in the whiskey, rub it on the gums of the kids. Yeah. Well, I mean. I mean, and she did make me hot toddies when I was I was going to say, I had hot toddies as a child when I was sick, so... But they only have like a half a shot, like a quarter of a shot of yeah. whatever in them. Yeah, I I don't I don't know how much alcohol was in them, but I know that I went to sleep immediately. So the full amount. So probably a whole the full <laughs> three ounces. Oh, now I'm gonna need therapy. <laughs> oh, you said that say that like it wasn't evident after last week's episode. I know. Oh, this is gonna be a Christmas <laughs> therapy. <laughs> Listen, my grandmother used to make me roll egg smoothies, and it was good. It wasn't bad. <laughs> it, was, I mean, it was very bad. It was wasn't great, but <laughs> it was. My grandmother used to make me raw egg smoothies, and then we'd eat some cold Chef Boyardee straight out of the pan. Hey, Franco American. Oh, I'm sorry, the knockoff brand. <laughs> that was very important. It was very particular. Because that was the only one that she liked to eat cold. I don't know. She ate it too. I'm not saying she was. like. I'm no. just saying that maybe she had some unexplored issues. Oh, she I definitely. Found to the next generation oh, no, she definitely did. In the form did. of raw egg smoothies and cold, Frank, and cold <laughs> knockoff Chef Boyardee. Oh, I am not disputing that in any way shape or and i am not judging i am from a scotch irish family you know we are full of all of the anxieties and problems <laughs> you can't let another person know that you experienced joy at any point in your life because they could use it against you in, 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 a, in a later date well that that's also my family so you know <laughs> paranoia constant vigilance yeah that, we'll see <laughs> Maybe if you but had, if we got to eat cake at my grandma's house. Maybe if you she had those eggs. But maybe if you had a raw egg smoothie, it wouldn't be so bad. No, I'm going with my grandmother giving me cake. Okay, that's fine. Giving me cake and taking me to musicals. These are beautiful memories right, of my childhood. Not much... like I can't even look at an egg now. It well, I mean, it is true. I can't look at an egg. Probably for many other reasons. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, this was supposed like, to be... I don't want to get into it because who knows what's in there. <laughs> this is supposed to be a Christmas episode. Well, for a lot of people, the Christmas, uh, the holidays are fraught because <laughs> because all of, uh, you know, the weirdities of our family that we can normally exist day to day without suddenly come roaring back. Oh, there you go. Except for this year. Yeah. Um. So it's you know, it's the double-edged sword for a lot of people. On one hand, if your family is kind of awful and hard to deal with, you don't have to deal with them this year. You have a perfect excuse. Doesn't mean they won't make you feel guilty, but you do have a good excuse. On the other hand, if you have a nice family that you love and you want to see, you can't. So it sucks for everyone. Uh, just blah. And on that note, I'm going to press a button. And then cheer ourselves up for a second. Like any red-blooded gentleman of leisure, you enjoy the civilized entertainment of watching animals fight. Why wouldn't you? However, until now, you were limited to the common chicken and the boring bear. 
Never fear, sports fans. The Creature Combat Arena will blow your mind with a dazzling array of unique fauna free-for-alls. Join us Monday for Crossed Zebras. Tuesday, Narwhal Face Fighting. Wednesday, New England Clam Pounder. Thursday, Boom Slang, Boomerang, Bombardier, Balderdash. And Friday, the Sleepy Panda Slap Fight. The Creature Combat Arena. We are truly terrible people. Oh, bourbon. Oh, bourbon. Oh, bourbon. Oh, bourbon. Oh, bourbon. Oh, bourbon. Oh, yeah, you started this song. You got to continue it. Come on, keep going. I don't remember the rest of it. I just get lit like a tree is all that I remember. <laughs> Uh, I may have had some more booze while we weren't, while you weren't looking. <laughs> I had some maraschino cherries. Ooh, gross. Yeah. Yeah. No, I regret that decision, but I made it. Because it's the holidays. Woohoo. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Winter solstice, Yule. Uh, Hanukkah is over, so I can't wish you a happy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa? Happy Kwanzaa? Is it Kwanzaa? You know, hey. What do what do people who celebrate the spaghetti monster, what do they do on the winter holiday? Um drink. Okay. <laughs> Happy because their lives are empty. <laughs> I don't know. Hogs watch. Hogs watch. Hogs watch uh, is very similar to Christmas, only yes. uh, it's, it pork features more heavily. It's not kosher. Yeah, no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, but it, yes, but, but we have we have made it through the darkest part of the year. Yes, as, uh, as we're recording, this is the solstice. the 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 longest night and the shortest day has already taken place. That means we have made it through the darkest of the dark, and things are only going to get lighter from this point forward. And all you have to do from now until then is survive. And drink heavily. Well, whatever, whatever. Well, maybe not. <laughs> whatever helps you survive. Some people that might be counterintuitive. Okay, so don't drink. Um, take up a ho- a hobby. Knitting. <laughs> knitting. I already knit. Cross stitch. I Puzzles. don't think my eyes are good enough to cross stitch anymore. I've been okay. playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Puzzles. I don't like puzzles. Well, this isn't for you. Oh, okay. I'm yes, for other people. Puzzles. Thing. I'm throwing out random things that t- occupy people's brains. Crochet. Okay. That involves a hook, right? Yes, because they won't let you have needles on the ward. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, is that why I had to crochet? Oh. You know... know? So a whole lot of makes... stuff just started making sense about the Christmas gifts you got from your family, didn't it? Yes. Yeah, suddenly macrame. I got a lot of macrame. Yeah, macrame. You just got to tie it. You just need yeah. a stick and some rope. Suddenly. Well, maybe they wouldn't have that word either. I don't know. Suddenly, suddenly the holidays. I got a lot of those owls with the wooden eyes. Got a lot of those. I, I still have a macrame. Uh pot uh plant holder that my mom made me when i was a, a wee child well when i was a wee child i used to do those weird uh pot holder loom things where it was oh the, the loom things with things. a little weird rubbery yeah those things probably were not good pot holders actually now that i think about it as an adult because they were definitely acrylic and that would definitely yeah. melt if you but put you, it into contact but you like pot. you like weaved them into a pattern yeah yeah weird. you had a weird loom yeah. loom that was, was weird stretchy yeah wannabe scrunchies yeah 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 and they were not heat safe i don't know i made a no, lot of no, pot- now that i think about it those things were definitely nylon i made a lot of pot holders i gave them away i don't know what happened after them probably flames <laughs> fire yeah, they, they ended up in a lot of landfills Probably. Let's like just like because yeah, I made the same. I did the same thing, and just, I'm thinking about them. Yeah, those were those were nylon. I also made a lot of, of placemats. Placemat? Yeah, 
Yeah, it was a lot of placemat art. We also melted at one point. Yeah. Well, I had, yeah, that and, you know, vacuum sealed things. Vacuum sealed things was a big 70s. Where you would, yeah, you things. dried you dried your fruit and vegetables in a dehydrator, and then you vacuum sealed them in the that plastic that sucked the vacuum out. Didn't you do that? No, that we thing? never did that. Oh well, maybe it was just my family. <laughs> <laughs> like we never vacuum sealed shit. My my mom was really big on vacuum sealing stuff for a while there. Mm. I mean, it lasted like a year. It seems a little serious. This is the wrong time of year to discuss it, but it seems a little serial killery. I don't know. She she really, she got stuck on trends. Mm. I don't know. (laughs) The the, the crazy vacuum sealing trend. You know, it was like the, you know, you, like you made soup and you put it in the, and then you vacuum sealed it and stuck it in the freezer. Absolutely never vacuum sealed it. You made dried fruit in your dehydrator and then you vacuum sealed it. Nope. No, you didn't do that. Okay. Just ate fresh fruit. Just ate it while it was still good. It was a thing. It was a thing in the 70s or 80s. I did not buy excess fruit to turn it into untasteful pucks. It was a thing that happened. I don't know. Was she part of a doomsday prepper cult at the time? Not that at that time. That was that later. You know of. That was later. <laughs> I mean, because that seems kind of like a. I mean, I vacuum shit in the fruit for me and all the children. I mean, she did get really gung ho about the whole uh, Y2K thing. Were you in more than one doomsday cult growing up and you just didn't realize it? I could have been, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. She was really into Carlos Castaneda. And, oh, that is. oh, Don Juan. He wrote all the books about Don Juan, the spiritualist in the 70s. Oh, don't, yeah, I definitely don't know who that is. Yeah, don't look it up. <laughs> it's just, no, it's a thing that happened Again, in the 70s. Catholic adjacent. Yeah, it's a thing. Did not get into the spiritualist movements of Don Juan. Of, was the, he of the 70s. Amazing? No, he was a made up, it was a made up cult thing. Mm. Carlos Castaneda. It's a it's a thing. Anybody Does Carlos Castaneda secretly Bill Warbler from Detroit? I have no idea. All I know is that we had several books of 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 his, and uh, it was about Don Juan the Spiritualist, and uh, and and free and vacuum sealed fruit featured heavily. I don't think so. <laughs> I think. It, I think there was just overlap. <laughs> I'm just trying to weave these I don't, separate threads I don't together. know. There's a lot of weird... I grew up with... My mother was a weird hippie lady. You know, she wasn't old enough to go to Woodstock, but her boyfriend did. Oh. Oh, that's upsetting. Well, he was... It was only a two-year age difference. She was oh, like okay. 16. He was 18. It was... <laughs> It wasn't that. It wasn't that uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like, oh, like you know. But she was, you know, hippie, hippie, younger, mm. slightly younger, but still a hippie of the hippie generation. That is. My parents were definitely not. I mean, they were of the age, but they didn't. They were not involved. My mom used to mention that they were. They did not refer to themselves as hippies. They referred to themselves as freaks. Oh, oh, see, Ian's uh, or Ducky's mom also said, "We didn't call ourselves hippies. We call ourselves flower children." Yeah, yeah. No, I think no. The hippies, hippies was a thing that was was capitalized in in whatever magazine times magazine or or something mm. like that it was it was a name that was was given to them but that's not how that that counterculture how age, they identified which we now refer to as boomers <laughs> so it was all a wash yes yeah it doesn't matter now they're just oh uh, yeah my parents were of that age but definitely they were from a small town in new jersey they did not get involved in all that they got married instead and moved down to florida Ugh. I don't know that that was a better idea. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. I don't know either. 
but uh yeah no my no I, we didn't have any dehydrated fruits we didn't have any um questionable spanish spiritual guides my you know uh, yeah they they uh they were a lot more uh, not on the straight and narrow but a lot more i guess mainstream ah uh i'm not saying that you're missing nice out nice but you might be missing out no you're not missing out it's I mean, <laughs> they still raised us very, like, they tried to raise us very liberal and egalitarian. Uh, when Mr. Ducky and I started dating, his parents would use racial slurs that I had never heard in my life. And then he would very embarrassingly have to explain to me what they meant. He's like, oh, no, that's a derogatory term for Italians. And I'm like, like please, please don't ever... Please don't I'm not going to say it on the air. I've already gotten in trouble about that. We've already established that yeah. This is it's not always a good thing when your parents are like, everybody is equal. It doesn't actually delve into the ways that, you know, society makes people unequal. Yes. Yeah. No, it's definitely. Like the, the Mr. Rogers approach is good when you're a kid, but it's not good when you're older. Well, you still need to know what those words right. are. It's not necessarily. You have like, to be educated in the inequalities of the world. So that you recognize them when you butt up against yes. them instead of being like me and just being staring and being like, wait, what? Yeah. That's a, wait, I don't, I don't understand that term. Can you explain it to me? Well, <laughs> it's always awkward. It is awkward. I've done that many times. I have, I've yeah, had. No, it's not good. Although, although I will say now as an old and jaded person who the internet has ruined, um, when somebody says either something really sexist or racist or homophobic or transphobic or whatever phobic that like you're like oh my god okay um the two best responses are like oh i didn't know they still made you because they don't know how to respond to that or i don't i don't understand they're like wait what i'm like no no i don't get it can you I don't understand the joke. What do you mean? And just yeah. make them exp- make them say the quiet part out loud. Yes, that is true. Although maybe in twenty twenty, that's. However, I will say that when when have when making that comment when they're trying to explain, you know, uh, Red Rover or Duck Duck Goose to you, it's. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but those aren't racist. No. Wait, are they racist? Oh no. No, but there are things that that someone has said to me, and then I have to go. I don't. Uh, I, I don't know what that is. Could you please? Can you please? Explain? No, but we're we're talking about leveraging ignorance against uh, horrible people in order to embarrass yes. them. Yes. Oh no, I I just laugh hysterically and then tell them that they're funny. Oh, well, it depends on the joke. Sometimes yes. you don't want to laugh. Yeah, no, going to take. No, it is true. It is true. You got to get a way that out but this is not a christmasy topic lady oh, right. sorry we're gonna talk about some christmasy things well, hol- okay, so or, to, I, or not I, necessarily I christmasy, my parents uh, like holiday me to be a uh, uh, to be an ignorant babe lost in the woods ah you are a wee babbin lost in the innocent wee babbin lost in the An woods. innocent child i was the first child i was the experiment child which means that they wanted me to believe in santa so for badly. far longer so badly and, and they really wanted me to believe not just like oh yeah no santa sounds cool uh they really wanted me to hardcore believe in santa claus um and that was hard because me and all of my siblings were suspicious surly little bastards and it's hard to get suspicious surly little bastards on board for magic because we're like well i don't know i've never seen it (laughs) i can i can logic this all away let me push up my glasses and tell you Hold about on. how I how glasses can... back then, but I did have buck teeth and uh, and and leg braces. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tiny Tim. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I had I had I had leg braces. I had to I wear this to sleep at night. We've discussed this on the I show know. before, but I don't I know why know. you're acting like it's a surprise. I know. 
uh, and also correctional shoes. Uh, yeah, no, but well, I, I understand the concept of Santa, but um, magic reindeer. We don't have a chimney. I don't. I don't. How does he get in the house? This scene is questionable. So my parents really tried to keep the magic alive. God bless them. Uh, and they would do things like just get us all into one room. Like, oh, hey, kids, come upstairs to the bedroom on the left side. I think I saw Santa. So we'd all rush upstairs and peer out the window. And someone would be on the roof. (laughs) And then one parent would run interference to try to keep us from exiting the bedroom while the other parent would, like, ring jingle bells. Oh, yeah. And this sounds magical and whimsical, except that when you, again, realize, number one, we outnumbered my parents. Yeah. There were a lot of us and only two of them. And number two, like the second that you provide potential empirical evidence that Santa exists, we want to see it. Like jingle bells, I must immediately go outside into the snow to see if I can see this fat man in a suit. Those bells sounded like they were right outside. Ah, uh, so, so my, my mom, my mom liked to do the, the, you will believe in Santa because I will have empirical evidence to prove, prove that he exists by doing, you know, we would do the putting out uh, cookies and milk for Santa. And we did that every, every, every Christmas Eve, we would put out three cookies and some, and some milk for him. And in the morning, it would be gone. Except, well, like one cookie would be left, like half a bite would be left, but they would be gone and the milk would be gone and uh, there would be a note that would say, thank you for the cookies from Santa. And so, and then there would be presents, new presents would be, be under the tree. Also, also my mom would use that as an opportunity to redecorate the, like to rearrange all the ornaments on the tree to, to her specification because, (laughs) because, okay, well, because she would reorganize it so that it would look better because well yeah okay well so yeah my mom just micromanaged us while we were hanging the yeah, yeah so like, no no not there not yeah. there no yeah no yes. the micromanagement would come after my mom would would let us horribly decorate the tree to the to the best of our abilities you know with because we were young and small most of them would be on the the bottom branches and then some high things and when on Christmas Day, it would be magical, and it was also the only night that all the lights would stay on the tree the whole night, so that when you oh. came down, down, it would be all lit, and everything would be beautiful, and there would be new presents from Santa, and then the c- cookies, and she was trying so hard to make it so that we would believe... <laughs> See, my parents... That we would believe... A foreshadowing of what was to come just put us to work and we're like no 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 don't do it shitty do it good put those get the ladder get the ladder climb on the ladder get those ornaments on top oh no it was we had passive aggressive christmas tree (laughs) (laughs) we had like organized labor union christmas yeah yeah. my mom was like no put some in the back in the back there's none in the back. Oh, no. Put them on the inside. I will Put them say, on the inside to make it beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I will say oh, that. Mom, I'm sorry. Well, well, so part of our part of our family tradition is that every year we everyone got a new ornament. Yes. And, oh, we have the same. Tradition. And that, yeah. yeah, and that that new ornament, like that ornament, all the ornaments had to go on the tree. So we had an obscene amount of ornaments mm. to put on the tree. So, so it, did we. There were six of us. Yeah. So it's like slam packed. That tri- poor tree is drowning in ornaments by the time you're done. Well, and you, it was always a tree that was far too large because it had to fit all of the ornaments for all of these children. Yes. Oh and yeah. Also, we always had cats, so inevitably, yes, <laughs> this tree fell over at some point. Yes. 
Oh yeah. Maybe that's no, why there was always room for the new ornaments on the tree because at least once a year the tree would fall over and smash a couple. Yeah. Yeah. No. And then there would be room. My mom was also very, very, uh, very, very, very obsessed about making sure that we always had a real Christmas tree. We always had a real Christmas tree and we never decorated it until the lights went on it, but we never decorated it until Christmas Eve. Oh, see, we, we would decorate it like Christmas. I think it was actually the first day of December. We would yeah. decorate it and then we would have to water it. Yeah. And my yeah. mom and my mom would stare at it periodically throughout the whole time because she would be staring at, at the horrible ornament placement the whole time <laughs> being like oh i really want to fix this tree well, uh, see, i have to wait like, we we only like, decorated it christmas eve and then it was always a there was always a party on christmas eve like all the relatives came over we oh well see that's tree, why we had snacks well so on christmas well, it wasn't eve, just the children's right well so that's why that's why your mom was very militant about you've got to do it right <laughs> on christmas she eve to be. she was outnumbered Right. Whereas, whereas my mom, like we did it, we decorated it on Christmas, like earlier in the, in December. And then on Christmas Eve, that late at night, that would be when she would, I mean, excuse me, that's when Santa would fix the tree. Santa would fix the ornaments. Fix did your, the tree. Did your mom ever do, um, oh, hey, spoil, like, uh, spoilers, I guess, for any of our listeners that still believe in Santa. Oh. What are you doing listening to the show? Also, you should be in bed. I don't know what time it's a podcast. You can listen to it whenever, but I'm fairly certain you should be in bed. Uh, did your mom ever do the uh, the carrots for the reindeer? Carrots for the reindeer. We left carrots out in addition to milk and cookies for Santa. We also left carrots for the reindeer, and I don't know if this is something my parents started or one of us has animal loving small children was like. But what about the I, reindeer? No, we didn't do... We, we didn't leave carrots for the reindeer, but I do remember one one Christmas where uh, I actually had a momentary, like, oh my God, I think there might actually be a Santa because <gasps> there were noises up on the roof. Like, I don't know if my mother hired somebody or if some like I have no idea what was going on but I just remembered that there were jingle bell thing like like bells and and stomping up on the roof to the point where my and my mom and my sister were downstairs we were both in the living room and we heard weird noises and it was very much one of those like oh what is going on and it was like she had just tucked us into bed and was mm. like you've got to go to bed because you know santa's coming and it was like a half an hour after we had gone into bed and i'm laying there like being a very spastic child like i can't go to sleep i'm so excited and then i heard the jingling and stomping on the roof and i got so like oh my god it's happening and i had to like try and pretend that I was like I'm gonna go to sleep now I'm gonna go to sleep now did you get so excited you puked no I got so excited that I I, I snuck downstairs <laughs> like I have to admit that I am the child like every family has one I am the child that gets up at obscene o'clock to go check yeah. Like, 5 a.m., 5 a.m., I am running down the stairs to check and see if anything has changed. And sure enough, like, ooh, all the lights on the tree are on and all the deck ornaments have changed and there are new presents under the tree. And I just stand there going, oh, my God, Santa's arrived. Like, I know it's my parents. I know it's my mom doing it. I know. <laughs> like, I know that it is, but there is something magical about it at 5 a.m. And I have to yeah, go back. It really is. Uh, we, in my family. <laughs> and I have to go run back upstairs and then I try to go back to sleep. And then I try and sleep. And then at 6 a.m. I go, went, would go and wake up my sister. And we had. Uh, and she would be so mad at me. Uh, we, when we moved into the one house in Florida, there was a hallway that had a bathroom in the middle, and then on either end, there was two bedrooms. And there was a door, 
like a sliding door. It didn't have a lock. It didn't have a doorknob. It was just a little sliding wooden door that closed off that, that little enclave from the rest of the house. I don't know what the original purpose of this door was, but it soon, it quickly, it never, and it never came into play any other time of the year, but it quickly became the Christmas door. <laughs> that door got slid into, like my parents would throw all of us into that hallway, slide that door closed, and we were not allowed to come out from behind that door until one of my parents slid it open and started Christmas for us. Oh. So of course we would just be like rabid wolves behind that door trying to because we weren't allowed to open it so we were trying to be peeking through the cracks and like do you see lights do you see presents salivating frothing yeah. at the mouth my sister would get so excited she would puke <laughs> these are the christmas memories oh yeah these no are the, my the the holiday moment. So my sister, my sister was very. Uh, she would sleep, it, like she she slept in. She was the younger sister. She sle- She sleeps in. She she, she has never been a, a wide awake person. Like she has never gotten up really really early at all. And and it drove me absolutely crazy that I was the one that was excited about it because it was one of those things of like, I am five years older than you. Like I should not be the one. It should be you. You should be the one that's excited about this. And she, she would be all like right in with us. You'd have been in the, in the closed off hallway, salivating at the door, scratching at it with your tiny children hands. Yeah, no, I would go down. I would go and look at the tree. Like, Every we moved around a lot, so it was always a different how like the houses were always different and stuff. But whatever house we were in, wherever the tree was, like I would go and find, go and look at some point in the night, and go and look and see, and like stare at it for a little while and be like, oh, it's changed, it's magical, it's beautiful. Like I once again know that it's my mom. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't matter. It didn't matter. It was one of those, it's Christmas. This is part of, this is part of the thing we do is that we just, I come downstairs and I stare at it and go, oh, it's pretty. And then I go upstairs. (laughs) We we had the carrots for the uh, reindeer. We would wake up the next morning. There would be carrot bits out on the lawn where the reindeer had been. Yeah, you know your 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 mom or dad went out there was chewing on carrots and spitting them out. (laughs) Nasty. And then the raccoons had a feast the next day. Oh, the raccoons that were on your roof that night with jingle bells on. (laughs) But and now and now there's a new generation because my brother's kids celebrate Three Kings Day. Little Christmas, oh. and one of and because mom is Colombian, and so one of the traditions is that the, the three kings come and bring gifts for baby Jesus. Baby Jesus brings gifts, and you sprinkle out straw that shows that the camels have been there. What? Oh, but the, the three kings bring it's three yeah. kings day on oh. on January sixth. Why is, is little this Christmas, a... three kings day? On J, so after his or birthday, J- yeah. January. Okay, so, all right. Hold on. Wait. Back up. Also, Catholic adjacent. Well, no. It's also also I'm confused because if she's Colombia, where are they? Where are they getting camels? No, it's because it's a it's a Christian. It's a cat specifically a cat mostly Catholic, but other denominations of Christian. Yeah, but that are there are a lot of camels in Christmas. South America, Central and South America. Yeah, and then are spent there- time in the manger. Yeah, but are there camels? Part of the 12 days of Christmas. No, I'm more concerned about the camels. Are there a lot of camels in Central and South America? Camels are magic, Emmett. They're no more more explainable than the reindeer. Come on! You believe Santa's got reindeer, but the three kings riding in on magic camels is throwing you for a loop? Uh, no. No, the whole magic animals thing. No, that's just, that's just that's mythology. No, but like, <laughs> so, I just, I just wasn't. I was just Jesus, con- like Mary and Joseph didn't pack up right up after she popped out a baby. No, gosh, no. she had to have some recovery time, right? I would hope and, so. 
or Wanda Joseph was a and jerk. And it took some time for the three wise men to get from wherever it was that they saw the star to Bethlehem. They had to travel, yeah. traveling time. They couldn't call an Uber. And, and they rode camels to Bethlehem. So on January 6th is when the three kings arrived in Bethlehem to give baby Jesus his gifts. Ah. And in celebration of that, you get extra gifts on January 6th for little Christmas. I would and like it. depending on your, where you're from and your belief system, they are either brought to you by baby Jesus or they are brought to you by the three kings. And when the three kings come to bring you the gifts, there's straw scattered about from where their camels had rested. All right. I, I have one question before you continue. Uh-huh. Am I still getting presents on December 25th? And then you get presents again on this January sixth. This is an extra. This is an extra Three Kings Day gift. It's well, only one. I am all an extra for gift it. On Three Kings Day, I'm all for it. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, let's incorporate it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna come to your house. I'm gonna throw some straw in your yard. I've, I've also incorporated Hanukkah in there, so it's fine. <laughs> I want eight gifts for Hanukkah. I want gifts for Christmas, yeah. and then I also want Three Kings Little Day. Christmas. Also, also, uh, Russian Orthodox Christmas is usually like January twelfth. So uh, there you go. I would like to uh, incorporate that. Also, Chinese New Year is somewhere around in, there. In February, usually. Usually, it's January, late oh. January, February. So yeah, I'll just celebrate all of that. It's just fine. for Chinese New Year. I, I would just like presents for all of it. Just, okay. Just presents for every every occasion. <laughs> you were so confused by the camels. I am confused by camels. Also, because I, I don't like them. Well, I mean, I can't they imagine sp- that they're worse than reindeer. They spit. Well, and at least there's a, there's a precedence for camels in the United States. Yeah, it's true, but camels spit. There's the Confederate camel they, corps. They spit, and they also, the spit leaves marks, and yeah. you can't get rid of it. It's gross. It was if you didn't know. The Confederate Camel Corps was a real thing. I know it was. Oh, I know God. you know, but I don't know if our listeners know that for a brief period, they thought that camels would be better than horses to transfer large parts of America because they could survive. You didn't have to pack extra fuel for them because they could eat whatever they found and survive. The only problem was that they were camels. And they're ornery. <laughs> they're not as trainable as horses. They're like llamas. Uh, but they for a very long time, horrible. there was the remnants of the Confederate Camel Corps yeah. in the Southeast United States. It's just like the hippos. Yeah, but there were never any actual hippos introduced. No, to but they had thought about it as being. No, a, but there were actual camels. Yeah, they were. Th- they thought about doing. They thought about uh, hippos as a meat source at one point. They did. They did, and then they realized that hippos were. Terrible. Incredibly dangerous. And we're a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, this, this this was a bad idea that they actually implemented, much like kudzu. Oh, oh which if you live in the southeast in America, mm-hmm. you you know what kudzu is, and it is it is a greenery that never dies, and no, it just goes no, away. It's not. And and speaking of which, this is neither here nor there. Did you know that uh, machetes are illegal in in England? Because it's a sword? Because they consider it a sword. Yes. And swords are illegal. It's true. Neither of those things are illegal in the United States, just as an FYI to our foreign friends. If you were concerned. If you, if, like, hey, if you want to have a large collection of swords that you can carry on you at all times, wait, he's going to roll up into the United States. Wait, Lady Undercop. Are camels illegal in North America? I'm not sure could i ride a camel with a sword as long as you were not brandishing the sword i feel like you could ride a camel with a sword you can ride an you can ride an ox with a sword through the streets of pittsburgh could i you just can't brandish the sword in a threatening manner you just have to have it on you could i have a machete on a camel and wander around (laughs) If I think if you were not brandishing said machete, if you just had it on you, like as decor. Ah, okay. Well, that's, then you, yeah. If that's you're true brandishing for, it, suddenly it becomes a threat. Well, that's true for any weapon, really. If you're brandishing well, no, because, it. Because swords aren't considered quote unquote arms in America. 
So they're not technically a weapon until you treat them like a weapon. If that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. But so what you're With saying. Knives. Knives are always considered a weapon. Even if you're not brand, <laughs> if you're not brandishing it. Yeah. No, because you can't have a knife. You can't carry a knife that's larger than your palm on you. Yeah, but I can put it in a you're sheet. Carry, you're carrying concealed weapon. But you can oh, carry just... as many swords as you want. So I could have a hundred swords on a camel and wander <laughs> around Pittsburgh. Yeah. And it would be completely fine. All right. So for Christmas, what I want. If you were just <laughs> I know, selling for... your swordy wear. So for little Christmas, for little Christmas, I want a camel and a hundred swords. How how about how about some straw in your yard and a pen knife? I would if there is straw, I want proof that there was a camel. In my yard. The the straw is the proof that there was a camel. I want more proof. You need to believe in I want better proof. There will be some chewed up spit out carrots. I want some pictures. Okay, there better be some carrots and straw in my yard to prove there was a- Do not ask me to do this in the the area of COVID because I will chew up some carrots and spit them I'm not gonna touch it. I don't I go mean, out. I don't go out in my yard without a mask. I mean, the camels will chew. I mean, it's 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 Rupert yard. that has to worry about it. He goes out in the yard. I and I will Photoshop a bad, I mean, a real photo of a camel. I I <laughs> want in your front yard. This is what I want for little Christmas. That's all I'm saying is I want proof I, that there was a camel in my yard. I'm uh, you know hey. Hey, maybe and a hundred swords. Actually, I really want the camel and a hundred swords now. That's really what I want more than anything. I can't do a camel do and a hundred swords. Do you I can do straw can... and a pen knife. Do you think I can get a hundred camel? Oh, no, I don't want a hundred camels. Can I get a hundred swords and a camel for a gift certificate? I have a gift certificate. Gift certificate for a hundred swords and a camel? I don't know. I'm just saying. I mean, if you find a store that sells a hundred swords and camels, can I trade? I'll get you a gift certificate. Can I trade this gift certificate in? (laughs) I would like to redeem this. Can I? I would like to redeem this for a hundred swords. Wait, I I already have two swords. All right, so So I only made ninety-eight swords. Yeah. I went through a sword period where I was collecting swords, but I only got two of them. Everybody who dresses in as much black as we do went through a sword period. Yes. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you would like to deny it, but you cannot. I cannot. <laughs> I did not go through a camel period, I guess, until right now. Now I am into my camel phase, and I would like a camel to go with my swords. You were. You didn't want a camel a couple of minutes ago. Now you're all on board? Yes. Alright, I'm quixotic. I'm quixotic. Um I'm easy, whichever. Whichever one you can get. Which one it it, I would imagine that a one hump one is cheaper. (laughs) Because you probably pay for the humps. You pay per hump. I mean that's how they get you. I mean I honestly. Also I can't quite understand how you ride a a two humped can't you know, camel. That seems yeah, that does not seem that does not seem comfortable. It doesn't. I don't think. I, yeah, I don't think riding a camel seems comfortable at all. Yeah, I mean, I've, I, yeah, mm. I've never done it. I just I've been on a camel. I've I've petted a llama and been struck by a llama. All right, so all right, so if I can't get you a if I can't get you a camel, how do you feel about a llama? We can I've, put a little hump I on feel it. about the same way about a llama as I do about a camel. But yes, a lot I will I will accept a llama. You'll accept a llama. <laughs> but a hundred swords. We, or ninety-eight swords. I need ninety-eight. Ninety-eight swords. pen knives. Maybe 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 what about Swiss Army knives? Pocket I don't knives? they just no, swords. I want some swords, man. I don't know if I can get swords. I could get swords. Well, then get your own swords. What are you asking me for? Because it's Christmas. 
I already got you something. You know, I don't want to buy myself 198 swords. That yeah, just like, seems... please, 98. Let's not get it. That twisted. seems that just seems selfish. If I do it, if I buy myself 98 swords, that just I could have bought you 98 swords. You I want mean, me? You didn't. I did. So, and I have no swords. You would have to buy me 100. I mean, I have a machete, but I don't consider that a sword. But England does. England does. (laughs) I can't take it on the flight to England. Darn it. So 99 swords is what you're getting. A machete is not a sword. According to England, England, doesn't know what it's talking about. England doesn't have underbrush. I'm going by England rules. (laughs) It's a machete. All right, I'll take nine. If you get me 99 swords, I'll get you 98 swords. We'll negotiate on the camel slash llama. Okay. That's fine. And Merry Christmas, everyone. What about an ox? Can I substitute an ox? Because I know people who have oxes. I don't know people who have camels or... But I do know people who own oxen. If it's Albert, I will take it. What if... I, I know other oxes. You know oxes. someone... You know another ox besides Albert? I know a person who has other oxes besides Albert, yes. Is it the same they person? They come into your coffee shop. You do, too. Is it the same person who has Albert? No. Oh, it's a different person. It's a di- you know multiple people with multiple oxen. How do I know multiple people who know who have oxes? This is the weirdest. But yet it- they don't have camels. We don't. I don't know Where any camels, but I can get you an ox. All Maybe. Right. Gotta talk to. Them. I still think it's the sword. <laughs> and so- see if they're they're I- willing to trade haircuts for oxes. I still think it's the sword. Visitation, like, and I don't know that they'll leave straw, but they will definitely leave some manure. I eh. I still think it's the swords that are the important part in this. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to really dial down the farm animals because that I think I can do in in Chatham <laughs> County, North Carolina. The swords, I'm not so sure about. All right, look. Okay, I will settle for an ox. I will, that I can ride. I want to ride that ox. But I also want some swords while I'm riding the ox. It's supposed to be the year, it's supposed to be the season of giving. Dictating what kind of animals, (laughs) what kind of farm animals I'm going to allow to poop on your front lawn. I think it's a, what, you don't think this is a season of giving? I'm giving you great content here. <laughs> this is this listeners. Is... If you love this great content that we give to you week after week, <laughs> listening to us bicker about the minutia of ox versus camel versus alpaca, then you can help support it. You can go to our our website that is agniotstudios.com and there you will find a link to our Patreon, you will find a link to our coffee, you will find a link to our one-time donation via PayPal, and you can support us via any of those vehicles if you so have the inclination and the motivation and the uh, chutzpah liquidity liquidity in your financial situation the chutzpah to get me a sword if you have a lot of chutzpah and a, and a couple of spare swords lying around, apparently, and Emmett, you say this as if our listeners do not have spare swords. I know for a fact they do. Uh, you challenge. can actually physically mail Emmett a sword, and that information is also at our website. Just mail it to the cafe, Cafe Diem in Pittsburgh, North Carolina. Send her a sword. Is it legal? I don't know. We're about to find out. Uh, if you don't have swords or money and you would still like to support us, you can simply give us a five-star review on Apple, I not Apple iTunes, Podcast. Apple Podcasts, or I think Stitcher also allows you to review or uh, recommend us to a friend. And definitely, definitely this week, check out our playlist, a supplemental playlist that goes up every week since we no longer compost music on this platform we still want to uh, bring you the tunes we enjoy and it is an awesome holiday themed playlist uh, that we think you'll like if you've listened to our other holiday themed playlists you already know a good chunk of what to expect and it is amazing 
And if you can't, if you're not going to listen to that, but you would like to listen to us spin live, you can on New Year's Eve. Emmett, how can they do that thing? Uh, you can go to twitch.tv backslash Studios. That is where we will be playing. Um, you can also check us out on... Uh, what is it? Twitch.tv backslash Mad Spintress uh, backslash Lady Addercup. We will be there spinning on New Year's Eve. Uh, we will be playing steampunky goodness and then whatever weird stuff that we always end up playing. Whatever we feel like playing. Because uh, yes. we can't see you dancing, so we're just going to use ourselves at this point. Exactly. Because that's what uh, yeah. If you've always wanted to attend a clock with Bob, but could not, here's your chance. Yeah. So that's what 2020 has to offer. <laughs> uh, and you can also follow us on various social media. We're at those two ats everywhere. It's true. We're we're everywhere. You can find us all. And with that, this has been the Clockwork Cabaret. She is Lady Addercup. And she is Emma Davenport. And it's not work we do. It's love. Attention, Sky Captains. Are you suffering from a particularly bad case of coronaphobia? He means a fear of lightning. Have you been the unfortunate victim of multiple lightning strikes? Tired of buying new suits as the old reek of carbon and are singed beyond repair? Suffer and worry no longer, my dear sirs. With the recent invention of Dr. Luminosevich's patented Eucomian suits, you'll never again have to worry about being struck down by lightning. Light and comfortable and terribly easy to wear, Dr. Luminosevich's patented Eucomian suits are perfectly suited, if you'll pardon my pun, to a life in the skies. 110% guaranteed to prevent any and all human landfall of that most horrifying atmospheric discharge. And coming soon, top hat mounted lightning rods. Patent pending. 